This is the Punk Show Podcast. Hello? Tom, it's Jason and uh, Victoria. Hey, man, how are you? I'm great, how you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, are you in Los Angeles? Um, not at the moment, but yeah, I live in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Well, for some reason, I assumed that you were still living in Vancouver. No, thank Jesus, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully you're not, uh, you haven't got interview fatigue, because I'm sure everyone's been knocking on your door. And... No, no, well, no, no, happy to talk, thank okay, you. Okay, right yeah. on. So let's just uh, start from this. I mean, you're playing this Thursday here in Victoria with Slow, which is amazing, and then of course yep. three shows in Vancouver. Uh, you know, it's been a long time, so why now? Why are you getting back together with these guys now? Um, you know, I mean, I don't really have an answer to, like, you know, uh, I, I really didn't, um, it certainly wasn't a plan, let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, um, the band, you know, the, the reissue even was just not, it was, you know, I had, I'd done a reissue with that label Artifact and they did a really nice job. They did a, a gatefold and they were really easy to work with. They did a, you know, a nice colored vinyl LP and. So I just thought, well, they were asking about it and, you know, people ask about it every year or so. And so I was just sure, let's just do it. So then I did that, agreed to that. And then, you know, Ham and I were kind of supervising the, you know, the photos and who was going to write the liner notes and all of that. And then, and then, you know, leading up to the release, someone said, let's do a show. And, you know, I just thought, well, that's just no, no chance, <laughs> not into it. Right. Um, but then we got offered quite a lot of money and then, and then we, um, thought, well, you know, I thought, well, we should just do it, you know? And, but then as soon as we got in a room together, then it just, it was just surprisingly not what I, or I don't think anyone else expected either. You know, it just, it just sounded so kind of alive mm -hmm. and I really, I really, um, I was shocked at how great it was actually. That led to a whole different attitude towards the whole thing, and we actually we actually turned that tour down. Oh, okay. So that was going to be yeah, for like I a mean, full tour. The tour yeah, the tour. It was like a sort of eight show tour. It just you know it just yeah it just it stopped looking like something that was going to be a kind of moment, and started looking like something that was going to be you know a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's that's awesome. So, because um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but were you kind of always the holdout of the of the group? I mean, as far as when people were trying to get you guys to get back, together I really wouldn't past? even know because it was never even suggested to me. Oh, you know, really? I, I don't know if I was the holdout. No one ever asked me. <laughs> okay. No, it was it was just I think it certainly would have been clear to everyone that I didn't want to do it. Right. And um, you know, and 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 the of what I imag imagined originally it was something I really didn't want to do, but I was going to grit my teeth for the money. <laughs> um, I like your honesty. <laughs> but, you know, well, it's just, you know, I got a kid, man. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, money's money. But, uh, but, you know, now it's just a totally different thing. Well, I mean... It's just, um, we wrote five songs the first two weeks, you know? Holy shit, really? Wow. Um, well, that, that was kind of, that's my next question, really. That, first of all, that, I, I don't think I can ask anything. That Georgia Strait article about the reunion is fantastic. I think it's about the best written thing about this whole situation than, that I've seen. 
Um, and you know, in yeah, that, me too. It was, yeah. He did a great job, Adrian. Yeah, he really did. And uh, one of the things yeah. he was talking about is you were playing a new song for him on your iPhone or whatever, and so that got me. Uh, and you just answered the question. Now you've already written five new songs. So what's the plan there? Are you guys going to get into the studio and put out some new music? Yeah, we're going in with Dave Ogilvy mid December, and we're gonna, you know, maybe maybe record four songs. Okay, to start and just see how that goes. No computers, tape. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big part of it. You yeah. know, I think I think that that rock and roll is really at an impasse right now because. First of all, if you grew up with computers, it's pretty pretty hard to sort of think about how you're going to play it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then if you record it with computers, it sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I guess you can have the kind of um, self discipline required to not do a bunch of editing. But you know, I mean, when you took when you took rock and roll and you added computers to it, then that's, that's when you ended up with Nickelback, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean, Poor maybe, Nickelback. maybe Nickelback is not really that <laughs> maybe Nickelback is not even the right answer. Actually, actually Nickelback are a lot better than most indie bands, but, but I just, um, what I mean is that, is that, uh, you know, it's that kind of super sanitized version of rock music. Yeah. Um, you know, where everything is kind of grid edited, um, you know, it's the worst fucking music ever made. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. New country, uh, it's arguable that, you know, there's new country as well. That was enough, but it's the same reason, you know, mm-hmm. cause new country is the same thing. It's just this fucking sanitized, you know, I mean, I don't even understand. I, I guess, I guess it's just, you know, I guess just that's what's there and there's money behind it and they just push it. And, but I don't think anyone really wants it. They're just, they're just giving it, you know, and that's why, you know, this huge ascendancy of pop music because, you know, as far as, as like something like that is visceral and, and feels like something real pop music is just, you know, light years ahead of rock right now. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'd rather listen to fucking Rihanna any day of the week than Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> but, you know, I've always been into soul and, you know, whatever girl group yeah you know all that stuff all all that stuff you know uh, so my regular in this punk show that i do that i'm interviewing you for is the thing that i do on the side my little passion project by my normal job is on the morning show here at the zone so we play uh what you know quote unquote modern rock and uh some of it's good but we have there's an ongoing thing where well, I well you'd know better than I would I don't listen to it so I don't know but, yeah yeah there's an ongoing joke basically where I can't like I think Dave Grohl is one of the most overrated and overexposed people in the history of music and uh, I, I bothers me that he's become somehow the spokesperson for rock and roll you know what I mean and and I and I think that you're kind of touching well, on that as well well he's a fucking great drummer so sure. that, that's the first thing you know I would say about Dave Grohl he's a fantastic drummer. I mean, I, I think it's just, I, I just think it's like, well, who else is supposed to be sticking up for rock and roll? Like, no, what, what is there to stick up for? Yeah. Like, it, it's just a, it's just a fucking worst. Like, you know, so I, I think that that was another thing too, is that it's kind of like, you know, I guess it, that, that's kind of, I'm a bit of a contrarian at heart. And I think that, that, you know, I sort of, for me, I kind of had to wait for rock and roll to just absolutely die before I became interested in it again. <laughs> Uh, and what about punk rock? I mean, there is 
still that going on, and uh, there's some pretty yeah. decent stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, I've been listening to some of that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything yeah, that like excites that, you? I like that record by Single Mothers. That do you know that one with uh with um yeah I know, um, I know Catholic so. is it called Catholic Girls? Yeah, it's, I think so. Uh, Catholic Girl. Yeah, that yeah. record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that record's really good. I like that a lot. That guy's got something to say. He's got some lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. No, no you'd have to tell me. I'm, I bet there's other good bands. I don't know. Yeah, there's. A I few. mean, I think one of the big things is just you know corporations like to try and guide people's creative processes you know, so that they can sell records. And obviously rock is fairly neglected at this point. So you're not exactly getting the brainiacs working on that part of it. You know, <laughs> um, you know, that was already happening when, you know, when we made the last copyright record, which is just, you know, really just people like, Hey, this is interesting, but like, how is this going to end up on, you know, the fucking whatever the moose or the, <laughs> the bear or whatever, the donkey or whatever fucking animal is in, you know, the middle of Canada. Uh, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. Cause I didn't fucking make it for that because yeah. I have no idea what that even is. And I don't even care. Like, you know, so I wouldn't even know, but, but yeah. So it's, I think that, that, you know, it's, it's obviously anyone great right now is working on something like, you know, whatever. Well, it does the seem weekend or Justin yeah. Bieber or something, you know what I mean? Like right. they're not going to be working on rock. Right. Like all the good musicians too. Like I, you know, I I'm around people in in studios and people that work in L.A. and everybody I know is working on pop mm-hmm. that does that is great. You know, that is a great musician. They're not like, hey, when's the next rock and roll gig? It's like, no. If you can play a fucking instrument and you want to make some money, you're not like looking for that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it actually goes even beyond that because it's kind of like if you have something to say and you're a singer, which is another important part of it, is. Is that what you're going to choose? No, you're probably going to be a rapper or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, because that's what sells. Yeah, it's a dead mm-hmm. form, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the Powder Blues and the Downchild Blues <laughs> bands and the this and the that, you know, like when John Lee Hooker started coming out, that was like a big part of it, you know? It was a big part of his ability to do some shit mm-hmm. was that a lot of people were doing very lame vanilla versions of something. So I, we're kind of like the, you know, the John Lee Hooker of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, are there plans to do more shows beyond Victoria and Vancouver? Oh yeah, man! No, we're making a new record. We're yeah. gonna like we're gonna do this. Do the whole yeah. thing. This we're is gonna a, do it. So this is a real thing. This yeah, is not just, just like a one-off little. Just, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. God, no. Okay. No. What about no. festivals? Are you do you like playing festivals? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we're playing Sled Island. I think we're gonna play punk rock bowling in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing all this shit. We're gonna just take all this bitch right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm very excited what you just said because I'm. Uh, I went to punk rock bowling for the first time this past year and had pretty much the time okay. of my life. It was so much fun, Tom. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but really, it, yeah, that's what John, our manager, is saying. Is that it's great? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, and there's of course, you know, the uh, the punk purists who get upset because there's corporate sponsorship and it's expensive to go to it and stuff. But honestly, right. it, it's one of the most well-run festivals I've ever seen. And it was so much fun. So I'm, I'm really excited that you're going because I'm going again next year for sure too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing about all that corporate stuff. It's like, you know, it's the new. You want to know how to run a festival properly? Mm-hmm. Have some fucking money. Yeah. Then, then you can actually do it. So you know, and I mean, I, I myself and you know some other people just did this, the opening of this big new museum in in Vancouver gallery called the Polygon, and it's named after this developer here who gave a lot of money for it. And mm-hmm. I see all these people clucking about how it's named after the developer that donated like whatever, 
fucking six million dollars or something. And it's like, how do you think all this shit's getting done? Like, you know, yeah. we're no, no one's, you know, it's like, we're not busking out here. It's like, <laughs> you know, there's no, no one wants to buy records. No one wants to fucking, you know, pay for anything, but they don't want corporate sponsorship. It's like, well, you know, someone's got to pay yep. or else it's like, you know, it's everyone's hobby, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to talk a little more about slow in the history a little bit. And, and, uh, cause you know, there's going to be people that listen to my show that really don't know much about what happened back in the day. I was 15 in 1986 and yep. I, and, uh, I remember I, me and my three friends went to X, we took the ferry from Victoria, went to Expo 86 for the day. You and, did not really. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. But, wow. Yeah. Um, wow, cool. <laughs> I really don't remember it very well. I remember it's the floating... Weird, you know, I just heard a recording. I, re- I heard some recordings from it the other day. It sounded actually quite good. I was, I was actually quite surprised because, I mean, I hardly remember the gig, but... Yeah. Oh, know. no, no, no. Don't get me wrong, Tom. I didn't uh, I, I didn't come and see your show. I, I, I We just came for the day. Oh, you didn't? No, no, oh, no. you just went to Expo. I'm just I saying, see, okay. I'm just talking about Expo in general. We went for the oh. day, rode some rides and saw I the floating see. McDonald's and all that crap. Okay. And then... Um, I was too young to be allowed. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have been allowed to go like to a show like that when I was 15. There's no way. But, uh, I, you know, I I was starting to get into, you know, punk rock back then a little bit. And I remember hearing about the Expo 86 thing. And what I wanted to ask you is, you know, that whole scene, that, that, that show that you did and, uh, and what happened is, you know, it's become a bit of a legend over the years. And I'm like, looking back on it. You were, you know, a very young man, and and did it seem at the time that you were doing yeah. something kind of historical, or was it just like you guys were like just trying to? Did I think that I was doing some his something historical when I played Expo? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, did it? Well, feel... I think I think we knew that we were. I think we knew we were going to do something that was going to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would consider that it was basically like an artistic action. Um, you know, did I think that that it was going to become famous? Well, I mean. When I saw it on the cover of the London Times and fucking Billboard and Cashbox, I kind of had an inkling, yeah, this is kind of big news now. Right. And, you know, all the media camped out outside our jam space. My mom was, like, crying her eyes out. Oh, no. You know, like, it was, yeah, you know, yeah, I knew. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It was definitely obvious that it was historic, yeah. I mean, and I was, you know, really happy about it because it was... uh, you know, they put on rock and roll high school early. They had to take a fucking news off and they put on rock and roll high school early. Like, I mean, that just proves that God wanted it to happen. You know, yeah, uh, that that's obvious. Like it was meant to happen or it wouldn't have been rock and roll high school queued up after the news. <laughs> they were shaking the pavilion where CTV were doing the news. Yeah. And it was rock and roll high school scheduled to be put on after. That's so bizarre. Hey, just in general, though, you know, like I think that I think that it was a different time, you know, it was an innocent time. I think that, that there was, there was this moment, you know, it was, it was sort of just at the beginning of the commercialization of, of punk rock and of, you know, quote, alternative music, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, and we were getting invited to kind of be brought into a lot of stuff that, because really all of our, all of our influences from Vancouver were all kind of, you know, done with it really for the most part, I guess DOA were still touring, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, it was really, um, it was a time when mainstream places, mainstream clubs, et cetera, were starting to kind of go, Hey, we kind of need to start incorporating some of the stuff that the kids are into, you know, to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that meant like, whatever, I don't know, the grapes of wrath go for three, like all these kinds of bands that were a lot, 
more benign than we were, you know. Um, but we just, you know, we always saw that as a bit, as kind of an opportunity in those, in those moments. So those kinds of shows were always happening, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of finesse in it, you know, but it was, people liked it, you know, people enjoy seeing the singer dragged off a stage by his hair, (laughs) you know, by some, you know, angry Nazi bouncer, you know, (laughs) they like that. They, they liked the show, you know, there wasn't much else happening. Um, do you think, so, do you, yeah. so with the reputation that, that slow had back in the day with all these crazy shows, you know, and out of control yeah. and all the dragging of the police and all that, is there like yeah. an expectation that maybe you're going to do that kind of thing now? I mean, where you're, you guys are, you know, you're not teenagers. No, anymore. I'll do that. If anyone misbehaves, I'll be doing that. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> If anyone misbehaves at these shows, I will be pointing at them and having them ejected by <laughs> by our team of security. Okay. No, no, we're adults now. We won't be doing anything like that. We we just we're going to be running a nice, clean show, tight ship. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, and I, I mean obviously there's that like what you know it's for one thing everyone is unshockable at this point anyway. Like right. that was something to do then. It's certainly not something to do now. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I just picture like, he, like I picture some 50 yeah, year old be... crazy punk guy who wants to relive, you know, 1986 and no, you know, break yeah, I, I, I think you're, I think you're going to be pretty impressed. Like, you know, the band is like fucking amazing, awesome, and it doesn't, it doesn't sound tired or try hard or like it's reinvestigating something. It just sounds fucking unreal. Awesome. So I'm giving you my personal guarantee of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you got the Pink Mountaintops opening here in Victoria. So that's going to be such an amazing yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, did you play? Did yeah, Slow well, play Victoria back in the day? Like in that short window yeah. of time in the eighties? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we you, played Victoria. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. any of that at all? I don't. Mm-hmm. Someone said that we were we played at a place called the Roxy. I think that oh. was around then. But you yeah. know, I'll tell you one Victoria thing that might you know since you do this punk rock show mm-hmm. is I was going to Brentwood College in grade nine. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, in Mill Bay. Sure, of course. Uh, and, uh, and, and myself and, uh, the guy that became the singer of that band from San Francisco, Short Dog Grow. Yeah. And the guy that became the drummer in Copyright, uh, organized a field trip from, um, Mill Bay to see X with the subhumans at the OAP Hall. Oh, wow. And eight, eight private school kids got in this, you know, bus and drove wearing our i think it was called like number twos like not dress not full dress but like you know slacks and fucking <laughs> shirts and, yeah. and, and we went to see x wow with like whatever 200 people yeah that's pretty awesome i remember seeing and Short i Dogs actually Pro. saw the guitar player christian there yeah so yeah so that was a that was a cool victoria moment and how did like you often he- read about slow you know when you imploding, you know, they, 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 and, and that, is that a word that sums up what happened? I mean, how did, how did the breakup happen? Like, was it just kind of like, oh, we're just, we can't do this anymore? Was, was it Expo 86 that kind of was the death knell or whatever? You know, you know, I don't think so. I, you know, I think that, I think that people, you know, have a misconception about what it was like being a band in those days, mm-hmm. being in a band like Slow, you know? I mean, they're remembering, oh, it was like Nirvana or whatever, or like, who knows what, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking hard, you know? <laughs> You're not making any money. 
you're touring, you know, playing to no one, yeah, sleeping on people's floors, yeah, you know, it's like it's like a fucking drag, you know, <laughs> it's like not fun. Even when you're fucking 18, you know, lots of drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. lots of, you know, lots of, you know, just really rough times. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, our whole tour and, you know, we went to Toronto, we played one big show and, and then we, you know, our whole tour fell apart. It was just like, wasn't like, also, just you know, for myself, it's it, I wanted to do something that was more complicated. You know, mm-hmm. it was before it was before sort of the resurgence of progressive rock. You know, like before Radiohead, before all that. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, you know, I, I could see that. You know, to me, the writing was on the wall. I was just like, I wanted to do something progressive. I wanted to do something really kind of more, um, you know, finer kind of right. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was, that was what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, I just wanted to do that. I've always done that. You know, I've always kind of just abandoned a good idea right at the time when it might've started to actually make me a little bit of money you know, (laughs) time and time again. But, you know, that being said, it's like, whatever, here we are. And, and actually I, I, I honestly think this is going to be just like tremendously successful right now. Um, because it's fucking amazing. And Nobody can do it anymore, and we can. And there's a hole in the marketplace. And I think it's a slow-sized hole. I like that. Um, People want it. Yeah. You know, they want it. They want rock and roll. People want it. And, uh, but, but what's being sold to them as rock and roll is not really rock and roll. You know, it doesn't, it's not loose. It's not loose music. Mm -hmm. Rock and roll is loose. It's, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's partly improvised. It's like, it's got feel. It's not like... It's not recreating something you did on a record, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it doesn't involve tapes (laughs) that you're playing to, you know, it's just, that's just not what it is. It's a different thing than that. And there's nothing wrong with that stuff. I, I love lots of music made with computers. I love lots of stuff made with click tracks, drum machines, all of it. I don't have anything against anything. Like if you take a tin can, it might be great. It depends. But all I'm saying is that rock and roll is not something you can make in that way mm-hmm. rock and roll is about people playing together and exploring fucking spontaneous energy and transcendent kind of energy and freeing themselves in that moment from every fucking part of life that is uh you know about you know thought and restrictions and all of that and it's just you know that's what it's about and it's like harder and harder to get to that place in this day and age i think but it's more and more necessary so that's kind of what I think. Yeah, that all makes perfect sense to me. Um, you got a couple more minutes still? You're all right here? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is a great uh, great interview, man. I really appreciate this. And uh, and oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you comfortable with this notion that that uh, some people have that uh, you know slow was maybe the catalyst uh, that started this grunge thing back in Seattle? I mean, you hear stories about your about the against you know, the glass EP fuck. making the <laughs> you're sick of, you're probably sick of talking. You know, about I this. don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Listen, I'm gonna just say this, okay. okay? Like, do I think that slow started grunge? No fucking way. That is not true. For one thing, I never listened to a Led Zeppelin record on purpose in my life. So that's you know, to me, grunge is like it's a lot about Led Zeppelin. Okay. For the you know, Nirvana is different, but that whole you know early Seattle stuff is really it's so much Zeppelin involved. 
And we were never into that. That's the first thing. We're always a rock and roll band. Uh, and then, the, you know, the second thing is, is that, you know, is there some truth in it? Yes, there is. Because I can tell you this, when Green River were opening for us, they were fucking looking very slick. They had lots of chicks coming to see them. You know, I remember the bass player had this special part of his T-shirt cut out so that his nipple, which had a nipple ring on it, shone through. And I remember that, you know, they were like very, very pretty looking. And they had a very, you know, large bunch of female um, fans that were kind of following them around, you know, like dusting them off and fucking doing their makeup and all that shit. Yeah. And then I can tell you that, you know, after they opened it for us and after that whole thing fell apart, I can tell you that there was a lot more sloppy, weird flannel being worn than when we were doing it. That's all I know. But we didn't get it from yeah. anyone, you know, like we didn't invent it. We got it from our moms, <laughs> you know, our moms and our dads, you know, and, and, you know, it was a Vancouver thing, you know, um, we were the kind of most famous example of it, but most of the bands we were playing with were all fucking dressed like, you know, greaseball rocker people, you know, it was kind of funny to us to dress like that. Right. You know? So I don't know. I can, but I would say on a fashion level, I'd say we probably had an effect and on a music level, I don't know. Do you hear it? I don't know. Those bands all listen to that shit. Yeah. It's hard to do say. You hear, do you hear an influence? I kind of. I don't know. I, that's a good question, you know, because yeah. um, I don't think slow really didn't really sound like anything else. But uh... that's very nice of you to say. And I agree. It didn't really sound like anything else. And it still doesn't really sound like anything else. And that was something that I never really acknowledged. Um, and it's true. You know, mm -hmm. it, it is a pretty unique sounding band. It is. It doesn't have, you know, it has a, it has a, a, a very wide range of influences that it, that, you know, and a, and a certain kind of rejection of other influences, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's, that's a thing, you know? Um, I would say, you know, I'd say Nirvana is the closest actually in spirit to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't hear it in a lot of the other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, certainly not in Soundgarden. I mean, I remember Chris Cornell being at our shows. Really? You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do know that I do know that I'm not, like, a huge fan of a lot of that stuff. I mean, Nirvana is fucking undeniable, like, amazing band, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not into Alice in Chains. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, late Chains, early Janes. Not that. I mean, the re and the remastering of Against the Glass is really good too. Like it just sounds pretty punchy, right? Yeah. Pam and I sent it back like four times. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not an audiophile guy that knows my. You know, I don't know anything really about recording and stuff. But whatever you guys did there, it just sounds. I don't know what it is. It just sounds better. It sounds more upfront yeah, or something. Tougher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one yeah, of. Yeah, at first it actually sounded too good. It sounded too clear. We sent it back a couple times because it sounded too clear. Like it was like you could hear everything separate, you know, and it okay. didn't sound like glued up, you know. Um, but but yeah, I'm happy with it now. Yeah, it sounds tough. Uh, I'm an owner. I have I have the original, and I I think I read this oh, in the. Did you AB them? What's that? Did you AB them? I don't know what that means. Oh, I mean, did you did you listen to one and then the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. To compare them, yeah, yeah. And, okay, cool. And, and, and I mean, I st and, I'm still fond of the original just because it's the original. And but I was what I was going to say is I and this I think was touched on in the Georgia Strait thing too. Um, 
you know, I'm one of these nerds. Like I've had the I've had the original Against the Glass EP for years, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's worth all this money. And and then you reissue the new one. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but I mean, I love it. But I mean, like you know, now it's like now now it's not as cool that I have it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I felt. <laughs> yeah. But I but like you know, all we got to do is make a big record right now, and then I think that you'll feel the opposite. It'll probably be worth a fucking fortune after that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> like, right now you have it and anyone can buy it, but, but if we make a big record now, then that record's going to be worth a fucking fortune. It's already worth a lot of money. All right, good point. Well, no pressure. So but... just take heart, man. <laughs> take heart. I think it's going to be okay. I think you're going to get it. You're going to get it back in the end. Okay, I appreciate it. Well, Liz, Tom, I was going to talk to you about uh, your other musical projects and your history and stuff, but I think I'll just kind of leave it at the slow stuff because that's what we're talking about. That's the main thing. And, I mean, you've, you've gotten me more excited than I already was about this show, uh, and I was already quite excited cool, man. about it. Um, so I'll let you go on well, that. Well, that's the first show is Victoria. So I know. You know. That's fantastic. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Are you giving away tickets? I am. I was uh, Atomic uh, Productions. um who is putting that on? Uh, they got a hold of me. I think it was. Yeah. On, he said they're going to give me. I think three pairs to give away. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. And um, yeah, man. Well, give away more. Like if you if you're running low, like like hit me up. I'll get you more. Okay. Oh really? I, I want to make sure that the right people come out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell them. In fact, I'll just tell them to give them to you. Cool. And uh, speaking of my my rare uh, against the glass EP, will you guys ruin it by signing it for me? Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tom, that was great, man. I really appreciate your time. And uh, if I get a chance, I'll introduce myself on Thursday uh, when you're here in Victoria, okay? Yeah, please do. Okay, come say hi. I will. Okay, thanks, man. Thanks for your time. Okay, bye. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah. And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.